Welcome to Page Break. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Madison. And we are going out to rancher country, everybody. Get your hats, your Stetsons, get your spurs, and your dip spit. We are going riding on the range. Madison. We are going to Yellowstone. (laughs) Madison, I just want to say before, yes, we're going to Yellowstone. Nothing we do is for today. Ranching is the only business where the goal is to break even. Survive another season. Yellowstone's a movie. Madison picked this. This was Madison's pick. Shocker, I know. Here's the thing. This is Madison's pick because over the last week, Madison has talked about, tweeted about nothing... (laughs) But this boomer ass old white man horse show <laughs> that could not be more out of her wheelhouse from my understanding. And when she said Yellowstone the first time, she's like, Yellowstone's amazing. I'm like, is there like a cartoon named Yellowstone? Are you, is that a typo? Because I was okay. flummoxed. Please. But- Think about it. I love, I love really good stories that are like character. Yes, good point. And this family, I mean, the whole show is about the family. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the ranch is the plot. Right. But the show focuses on the characters. And that's what I like. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's. But there are some things that it's, you know more of a character thing and this is definitely what this is it's very much a character-based show uh it is a sprawling freaking ensemble it's a cowboy thing but it's not it's not like shoot him up like train robin which is fun too but this is (laughs) like this is like the best way i can describe it is like a mafia story but like with cowboys that's a great actually that's a great way to say it i see the way i I love yeah. mafia stories too so like see anything I, like that i see it as either either basically a, a, a medieval king kingdom story of like boring yeah. tribes and people because kevin costner wears a fucking stetson like it's a crown in this show like yeah. it is a thing um but it totally changes his look too he doesn't guys. look like kevin costner right it's so weird like casting kevin costner in this part is just like it does kind a, of funny. It, it's it's funny. It does a lot of like it gives him it gives a character who is not I, I don't think a cruel person, but is not a good person. Mm-hmm. Gives him a lot of inherent humanity. Yeah. Cast somebody like Kevin Costner. Like you already have a shorthand of like, oh, Kevin Costner. I you know, he makes me cry in the baseball movie. So okay, so he can't be that bad. And then you see the you know shitty polls. I mean, to be fair. I know I've seen a lot of his movies and I feel stupid for not being able to just tell you one, but I know him because (laughs) of my mom. You know, he's one of those actors. I know him because of my mom having a crush on him. Like a Richard Gere kind of thing. Ah, So whenever I saw that it was him, I was like, oh, that's funny. Like, I feel like if you had told me, hey, there's a new Kevin Costner show, I wouldn't be like, oh, I need to watch that. (laughs) No, not at all. Like, I mean, Kevin Costner. (laughs) He does really good. He's really good. I mean, he also is in one of my favorite movies of all time, which is um, 
excuse me, is uh, Paul Sheldon's Bull, Bull Durham, which is a baseball movie that I will cover one time in our future. Um, it's a it's a sexy baseball movie. Oh, it, it is. On. It's it. Yeah, it's great. It's got Tim Robbins. It's got it it's got Susan Saran rap in it. It's great. Um, so okay, Mads for the folks at home. First off, first off, this is Yellowstone, which is created by a writer named Taylor Sheridan, um, which is the main reason why I was excited about this when she mentioned it because Taylor Sheridan has written three of my favorite movies from the last ten years. Uh, which are Sicario, Hell or High Water, and Wind River, which was another movie that I will cover at some point. Um, Wind River is incredible. Um, but yeah, so we wrote this this kind of weird rancher TV cowboy show. Mads, pl- please explain Yellowstone for the folks, if you can. Okay, well, it, there's a lot going ramble, on. So the pilot is yeah. 90 minutes long. It is a feature length I ramble, pilot. so... I'll definitely read the descriptions when I go over <laughs> You don't have to tell um, me that. You just, you just pull that out of your brain. I'm just like, oh. damn, Madge, you put some thought into this. <laughs> no, no, no. I um, I reserve that for my school days, you know? Fair, fair, Only. fair, fair. No, no, yeah, yeah. We don't prepare. I will let you know that this is straight up Google. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so set the scene. All right, <laughs> lights dimmed, music on. Yes. Madison, go. A sixth-generation homesteader and devoted father, John Dutton, controls the largest contiguous. Contentious. Is that right? Contiguous. Contiguous. What does contiguous mean? Hang on, I'm gonna look that up while you do this. Uh, it means that it's all like together. It's not like pieced. Oh, apart. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. All yeah. one select part got it land. yeah like it's not like 30 acres here 20 acres here sharing a common border yeah got it cool i'm assuming that's what it means it is, that is that's exactly what it means actually you're like okay. a walking dictionary oh, i'm so proud of myself <laughs> new things flexing okay uh he controls the largest ranch in the united states he operates in a corrupt world where politicians are compromised by influential oil and lumber corporations and land grabs make developers billions. Amid shifting alliances, unsolved murders, open wounds, and hard-earned respect, Dutton's property is in constant conflict with those it borders, an expanding town, an Indian reservation, and America's first national park. But it's set in the like current day you know right 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 right. because because the other thing the show reminds me of it's like it's if the tv show bonanza had Mm -hmm. more had more overt murder in it yeah because like i like the idea of like showing the wild west but like this is current day wild west it reminds me interesting it's very bundy clan like it's very like i like that's all i can think of when watching this show is it like this is the Bundy clan it dramatized in some ways. Like it's just these, but the Bundy clan are a bunch of dipshits. So that's actually, I mean, these guys are some dipshits. I've got a lot of opinions about this family, Mads. There's a how, lot. How far did you make it? Did you just watch? I'm the- halfway through episode two. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I've, I've like, I've gotten like, I'm into it. Like I, I saw, I mean, the, 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 the pilot's basically feature length. So it's just like, but yeah, the thing is about this, this show is that like, or the pilot specifically, it gives it opens with the House of Cards opening. It has the same five minutes essentially as five of as five of cards as House of Cards, where your lead character has to kill an animal out yeah, of mercy. It's weird. 
but it all ties back in. As it does. It would, of course. No, it it is, and it makes sense. I don't dislike it. Like that's the one. That's the only part of the pilot where I'm like, I wish this was structured a little differently because it happens so. Like you're zero to sixty. You're in. You see him like petting a horse, and within a minute, I swear to God, within a minute that horse gets a bullet in the brain, and you watch it happen, and it's just like, oh God. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's very much a instant deep dive into John Dutton, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, hundred percent. No, like, I mean, like it is a well-written scene, absolutely. But like, I don't know if that's just something I've noticed in pilots recently, because I also watched Lovecraft Country um, recently, which is just cool. It's really good, but like. Pilots sometimes, especially recently, there's so much stuff in them. There's just yeah. a lot. And I guess that happens, like, just in general with drama pilots. But, like, I was just watching this thing. I was like, every, like, all, every character is introduced in their own individual way. Every, every, like, like, seedy, like, possible connection to anybody else. Every, like, weird, like, conflict that might occur is all just stacked on top of each other. Um, with, mm-hmm. with the overriding conflict with the reservation being a big deal. I mean, the, the overarching big deal. Um, but yeah, I was fascinated. Just like, there's so much character in this. Um, that oh, it's, definitely. It's not overwhelming, but it's certainly like it's a feat that I'm impressed by. I think Paramount was just excited to have like <laughs> a drama show. Well, yeah, this was like, they were, they were starting their network. Like this was for Paramount Network. Yeah. And this was like their big flagship show. Um, it's doing really well. Seems to be. Um, like I didn't realize it. I mean, I'm not really. Ca- I'm not really that much of a cable person, yeah. so I didn't really even know about it. Like I had seen previews, but I didn't. Beyond thinking, oh, that looks good. Like I completely forgot about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but my mom came to visit, like you said, with the boomer thing, and like, she's, <laughs> she's Gen X, but same idea. She um, same diff. She came over and she was like. And she got, she got here on a Sunday, and she was like, do y'all have Paramount? Like, I need to watch my show. Oh, man. She needs it's her coming stories. On. And um, we're, we don't have the Paramount Network. We don't no. subscribe to it. But I found, like, a 24-hour passcode or whatever. Yeah. But before she watched her show, she had us watch the pilot. Right. And we watched all of season one and two in, like, a couple of days. Jesus Christ. Impressive. Yeah. It's... So interesting, this show because it's like I've got a lot of conflicting opinions about every single person in this show. Basically, every like subgroup because like there's a giant. It's like this giant turf war between mm-hmm. the state, between a real estate company, between this Indian reservation that's that's near them, and the and the and the Duttons themselves. Um, basically. <laughs> I mean, basically, John Dutton is Captain Generational Wealth. Like, he, like, truly is just, like, this deeply seated, like, I've owned. And they say it's at one point, it's, like, the size of Rhode Island in Montana. It's 200,000 acres. Insanity. Um, Utter insanity. That amount of land. And it's just, like, I, it's a weird thing. Because, like, the pilot, okay, so here's how, I started the pilot. I didn't know how I felt about it because there's a, another show out right now that does something similar to Yellowstone that I don't like. That is Secession on HBO, which is one of the, it. it's a show that people rave about on Twitter. And I've really? watched, I've watched the first two episodes. You might love it, frankly. Like it's character. Huh. It's all character. It's, it's really good. It's ba- I think uh, I can only handle a wild west one at a time. It's not an old, it's not a wild west. Okay. It is I'm a, open. it is a giant family company. Uh, oh. corporate drama basically 
with all the pieces that Yellowstone has. It has a patriarch, it has all the sons and the daughter and like all the sub, sub, sub people all vying for like influence. And like, it's a very corporate raider kind of thing, um, which is the first thing, it was the first thing I connected to when watching this. I was like, okay, we're introducing every character, uh, all the sons of which John, in the pilot anyway, John has one, two, three sons mm-hmm. and one daughter. Um, although for a while I thought Rip was a son. Um, but I, which I would, I wouldn't so beautiful the way they continue Rip's story though. Rip is fascinating because Rip is basically the fixer and like the, the hard ass of the, of them, at least, at least where I'm at. And I just love the fact that you're naming a character literally rest in peace. Uh, and he's the, he's the shit kicker of all of them. It's great. Um, uh, well, so you find out his backstory, it all makes sense too. Interesting. So. Oh, I've gotten to like the weird branding of people. Like that's yeah. a whole weird thing that like that's a that's a thing. Um, but so yes, yeah, so you've got the Dutton family, and then you've got this local Indian reservation, uh, which is you know dilapidated, like a lot of Indian reservations are, just from from sheer poverty. Uh, Taylor Sheridan touches on this theme in Wind River as well. Uh, about the poverty and the degradation of living on an Indian reservation. Um, uh, but this one, John Dutton's son has married a Indian woman. I'm just saying Indian because they say Indian on the show. Like even like, like I, yeah. they don't really say native people. So that's just, that's why I'm saying Indian. They kind of say it like interchangeably sometimes. Right. Well, cause it's like, it's Indian land. Like, like yeah. legally it's Indian land, even though that's like silly. Um, but that is just like the a presumed thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah. So basically, at least at this point, it's this big, you know, generational wealth white family oh, up you against. Can't forget about Beth, though. Oh no, no, I'm getting to Beth. I'm getting to. Beth. I'm basically setting up the, <laughs> the giant, the the big picture. It's just like you have this kind of generational white family, generational white, generational wealth white family with, you know, two hundred thousand acres that they just own, uh, next to this reservation that is just devastated by poverty and all these people just living in abject poverty. Yeah. Uh, and that kind of class and generational and race war is just at the at the core of this story, um, especially at the core of the pilot, because in the pilot, some cattle wanders off of Dutton's ranch onto Indian land, and the Indian folks um, claim the cattle is theirs because it wandered over to their land. It's basically wandered like... Wandered over. They Right, yeah. They, they, the they definitely cut the fence. But like, it, and then it leaves this giant standoff at the end. But like, it's fascinating how you can... Cause like that's just expl- just like that is inherently interesting just based off the reservation laws in this country where it's like yeah it's basically its own sovereign nation almost like mm-hmm. it's kind of its own thing. Well, you learn a lot, especially like if you're not familiar with that culture or, the, or even U.S. history, like right. you would you do learn a lot, which is also another thing I like about the show. Yeah. Um, and what and what what Sheridan does that I think is is very good um, is that. While none of the native characters are like the main characters in the story, they are all very important, and their stories are given weight. Like it's mm-hmm. it's it's very much like that. He's not like Taylor Sheridan is not saying that the Duttons are good for no, like on anything. the contrary. Sometimes, yes. honestly, I mean that is exactly what I like about the show. Other than the dialogue and the family, is it's that good they treat each. Um side with mm-hmm. equal weight it's true. like it explores the good and the bad on all sides you know like right. i mean no one is no one is perfect and like it just kind of shows you like 
morally, ethically, mm-hmm. philosophically, like, and it shows you where they're coming from. Oh, hundred so. percent. Yeah. And like, every, I mean, everybody except for the real estate developer, um, played by, um, Oh God. What's but, I mean, by the time you Danny finish Houston. with his, by the time you finish with his storyline, you can, you understand him. Okay. Like, Cause he feels like the I only mean, unmitigated piece of shit at this point in the story. No, no, no. I really want to tell you, but I don't know if you're going to keep don't watching. T- I am going to keep watching. I'm into it. You got me here. So yeah, don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me what he, <sighs> what happens with that. Cause I'm still okay, like, but there, there is one line that he says later Okay. in season two. And it, I mean, you're right. He's a piece of shit, but yes. Thank you. Danny Houston is a good you, piece of shit. Oh yeah, no, he's totally a piece of shit. But in season two, you see where he's coming from uh-huh. on like a personal emotional level. Right. Oh God, I want to tell you this one line. I won't Fine, tell, you tell, me, what tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. All right, spoiler, spoiler corner over here for season two of Yellowstone. What is Danny Houston's character, who is the real estate guy trying to build this giant subdivision on Dutton land, basically? In season two, you get to explore everyone a little bit more because okay. i won't tell you the plot because just tell me the line yeah just tell me the the gist it's stronger when you know the plot okay <laughs> but the you're saying when it, i have context for the story moment it'll be more effective and make sense yeah like once Maybe. you get through it it means more emotionally but mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. he says i have every right to be here too oh uh, okay so right. you kind of explore him coming from the city. I mean, when he first says it, you know, like there's so much air, like I'm yeah. enjoying the nature. Right. Like you kind of like think he's being like, you're like, oh, well, you don't belong here. Like you're from the city. And it's like, you know, right. what? every single person, I mean, other than the natives, but like every single person that's come to America or North America, they're like with wanting to be there like they have a right to be there it's true yeah that makes sense so in the aspect that everyone's fighting for it like right the, the native americans have a right to fight for it because it was theirs the duttons have a right to fight for it because they legally own it and they've right. lived there for a century or over a century yeah and the real estate guy he's like i have a right just as much as you do right. to want to live here yeah he's like i mean Everyone wants their hand in the pot, but like, why am I the only one who can't be here at all? It's true. Makes sense. I mean, mean, he's doing crappy things, but like, he just keeps getting butted out. Like, he's the one who keeps getting the shit into the stick. I mean, the thing about it is... he's like, I have a right to be in this fight, too. (laughs) I can be here, too, guys. I swear, I can be here. That's the thing thing about, like, uh, John Dutton is an interesting character, because it's like, he he brings all the fatherly charisma of a Kevin Costner mm-hmm. that you would hope. Um, but he's also so good at just giving a, just showing animosity and just like kind of this general frustrated anger at things being different, like the world expanding. Like he's, he's basically just this guy from another time that's like trying to hold back the swell of progress which is inherently that that's such a weird thing too because it's like you're in a privileged position to own all this land and stop progress like no you don't get that right just because you own all this not everybody owns all this like it's this 
it's mm-hmm. it's fascinating to dig into that psyche um and at the end of the day i mean there are no winners you know there's no magic no, yeah. that will make everyone happy like even if you gave it back to the native people like that still doesn't give you a solution as to like okay where is everyone going to right go? when it doesn't solve it doesn't the problems that create this this story and these then this kind of general warish warish violent attitude mm-hmm. started thousands of years ago like there very much is a thesis in this in the story that taylor sheridan very weaves in where it's just like he his thesis of the story is there are no good people mm-hmm. you can try to be a good person but you're going to be pulled toward being bad and history uh puts people into tribes and makes people fight for those tribes um, well, and it shows you too like humans at their core tend to be very selfish yes very much so in the fact that like even the chief like the native american chief that just took over I yes his name. who is it who is thomas the, rainwater yes the uh the act, new chief of broken rock actor actor gil birmingham who is a taylor sheridan regular who is also in hell or high water and wind river i mean he's pretty much the native american guy in everything which is a shame in and of itself. He is okay. I just finished watching all five Twilight movies. Yes, <laughs> he got he got that pay. He cashed that check. God bless him. Uh huh. So what I'm <laughs> what I'm saying is like when I say that it taps into like the bad side of humans, mm-hmm. it's just kind of like even he, which morally and ethically, yes, that's their land. It's true. But that character, that chief you can see glimmers in his face and in his actions that are revenge. And it's not oh, just, yeah. we want the land back. It's we want to do to you what you did to us. hundred percent. Well, it's like, so, I mean, yeah. and it's justifiable in its own like emotional yeah. way, but right. like you can even say, okay, well, you know, yeah, that might be your people's land, but mm-hmm. you are doing bad things. Well, there's a wonderful line in the pilot. Um, where a, a an older um, Indian gentleman whose name I'm blanking on uh, speaks to John Dutton on like the back of a pickup truck, and he's basically like, he's basically like, "What's up with this new chief? What's his deal?" And yeah. and and the older man says, "This this guy is Indian, but he wasn't raised Indian. Right. He went to school and like learned in the city, and like he learned to be a man like you." like john yeah so it's basically like it's a mash of culture exactly and it's like truly like two two of very similar people with similar mm-hmm. levels of ruthlessness frankly butting heads with each other um because that's the thing about john dutton as a character like john dutton again like we said earlier he's not a cruel man but he's not a good man and will do anything to, like he has that old school american mentality of my family over everything else like anything else, the good of the world, the good of the community, yeah. the good of the land, the good of anything. My family, I will protect even if they do something wrong. I will shield them under the cloak of my money and my influence. Mm-hmm. And that really is, I mean, after, I mean, the pilot basically ends with with the repercussions of that occurring and then further conflict beyond that. But Well, he, he is so firm in his belief in that. That like he even says, and I forget what episode it is, but I'm pretty sure it's one, two, maybe three. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the pilot where he's by the fence and he says, this is America. We don't share our land. 
I don't, I don't think it's in the pilot, but that's interesting. Oh, yeah. He says that like they're talking about like sharing land. Right. Oh, someone confronts him about, Oh, I think it's actually some Chinese tourists. They confront him <laughs> about owning all of the land. Cause he tried to explain. Yeah. That, uh, you know, all of this is his and they were right. trespassing. And, uh, they said that's wrong. Like no man should own that much land. Um, you should share it with others. Uh-huh. It's like a Chinese guy says that. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's got a shotgun in his hand and he's like, this is America. We don't share our land. And I'm like, oof, so many people believe that. Oof. Well, that's the thing. Like, that's the thing. John Dutton is a American person. Like he's just, yeah. he's an American person who is frankly deluded by the American religion I mean, of American exceptionalism. Like, that's basically yeah. his MO. He's not an, he's a religious, but not overtly religious. He, I, I don't, he, maybe he gets worse. He, he definitely doesn't seem overtly racist at all as a character. I don't know if he changes or if he, like, I can't, I can't judge him yet. I'm not sure. Um, he seems like moderately okay. I did notice that yeah. in the second episode, there are several, there are at least, there's at least one black cow hand, which I was just like, thank God. There were too many freaking white people in the show. Um, but his... It took a slice out of, like, wealthy, moderate uh, Republican America. Yeah. Where it's like, I don't really care, but as long as I'm not bothered, I don't care. Basically, because that, that's the thing. Like, his religion is the American idea of, yeah. I, I, this is my right. Like, it's very much a birthright. Yeah. Like, it is very, like, it is old school, like, almost like, like like royalty kind of mentality of like I, my yeah. birthright is this land that somebody got before me that somebody got before well, them it's systematic racist it's not yes 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 100%. it's not racism in the fact that like he's prejudiced because he's not prejudiced um least, I, I have not seen him be prejudiced at, at least all. not overtly he, yeah i mean it's it's a it's an interesting the reason thing if he doesn't like you, it's because you're trying to take something from him. It's not mm-hmm. because of the color of your skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, it's like... Which, systematically, yes. That's right, racist, no, it sets, but... it sets him up to basically be at odds with any p- people of color that might exist, right. like, as another culture, because he is the most American person there is. Like, he is representative of the idea of land ownership of of personal liberty of all that kind of nonsense like well it's everyone for themselves and that's why he feels scared when he's feeling vulnerable and when when he feels like his land his stuff is being threatened yeah he gets scared and defensive because he knows that that is possible because it's happened to everybody but him right like in in, so that's how he justifies it it's just kind of like well i mean this is mine and like i have to protect it absolutely and at all costs at all at all costs like that's including his own children that's the thing he loves that land more than he loves his own children and he they confront him about that multiple times throughout the show where mm -hmm. like not only is it tested but in the dialogue sometimes you're like oof that hits speaking of the kids there's one of the kids that you have an affinity for Oh, she's better than all of them. Please give me your thesis on Beth, and then I will give you my thoughts on Beth. Beth is his only daughter. Yes. And she is the middle child. Mm. And do you show? Does it show her 
and how her mom died? No, we haven't. Uh, no, 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 no. All, Did you see it in sec- the second episode? Not yet, no. We haven't gotten to that yet. Okay, well, you'll understand Beth a something good bit Beth more. Had, something, about, something Beth did, I'm assuming, caused or was around her mother's death, if I were to guess. Yeah. Okay, so, interesting. But, and then once you get further into it, I think it's in season two, it goes back into, like, how her mom raised her once she became a woman. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. She, her mom says to her in the bathtub, she says, um, I'm going to make you the best damn or I'm going to make you the best man out of all of them. Oh, fascinating. Yeah. So like that the tracks. mom, yeah. Like the mom, like is the one who trained her to be like hard. That's the thing about Beth. That's interesting. Cause I don't really like how she is in the pilot. She, you, she grows on you. Not, it's not that I don't like her character necessarily. Her existence is kind of tangential to the pilot. Like, the only thing she does is she gets plans of the subdivision to her dad. But even that, even, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, about uh, giving a character basically a, I'm super smart, so I'm going to give you exposition about your life and explain you and dress you down verbally based off my observation of you right now. We talked about that with um, All A Few Good Men. She has a scene like that in this, where it's like, it's the whole... Oh, I love it. It's fine. It's fine. I just... It's it's, the start to all of her greatness. It's That's kind of how she is in the pilot. Like, it's just a taste of what she will eventually become and grow into, because she ends up becoming, like, the main, like, key person. But she has, she has... My problem with the pilot is that she has basically two sequences exactly the same in that that energy. She has the opening scene where we meet her, where she's ripping to shreds this poor guy who, like, is losing his company to this giant bank. And then you have that scene where she's dressing down this this married guy that's hitting on her, which, I mean, deservedly so, but, like, it just... it. Her job is to destroy empires, which is hypocrisy, considering she's protecting her own. Of course, 100%. that's why she's so good at it. Yes. So that old, that older man who's sitting there, who's clearly the boss, like he pays her to do this. Yes, totally understood. Get it here for it. I just so here's my here's my general thing about the pilot, and the reason that I didn't like the pilot for the first like fifty minutes, I didn't care about any of them mm. for a good while. It took a bit because they all were introduced separately. They all didn't yeah. seem to even really like each other. Um, no, they, they seem don't. to be incredibly cold toward one another. And they are all just basically just upholding this kind of legacy of this, of this ranch for reasons they don't even understand. And even, the, even John Dutton doesn't seem like that warm toward any of them. Like, I need some warmth and emotion toward these characters. Gotta keep watching. I, no, I understand. No, trust me, the pilot does it. The pilot gets there. But I need for I have to have a re- I need to see other people care about somebody for me to care about them especially if they're in this incredibly privileged position like all the people in this family so I need a reason there by the end of the pilot and you have so basically the end of the pilot is there's this big standoff with the folks on the reservation and the Duttons as to who gets this cattle uh, and one of John Dutton's sons gets killed uh, shot uh, so and there's a whole other thing where, like, one of the sons kills the man who killed his brother, and then that's basically the conflict. It's his wife's brother. Which is his wife's brother, brother, which is all it's all gets into the second episode that leads into a bunch of shit. Um, and then he, you know, the 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 living brother rides his dead brother into in toward the toward the ranch, and then John Dutton catches them before they get to the the 
helicopters and stuff and says, Hey, I'll oh, take God, him. I cried. Dude. Okay. So he's like, I, I'll take him. You right in. So the son goes in. So John Dutton takes his, his dead son who's over a saddle and just carries him out to this very secluded part of their property. Lays, oh, I was lay, in tears. lays him down on the, tr- uh, in his, in his lap, in the, in, like he gets a tree and says, we're just going to sit here for a little while. We're just going to sit here and rest a bit. And then we'll figure out where we're going to, where we're, where we're going to put you or where you're going to go. Or like it's, it is, and it's Kevin Costner. Like it, yeah, it, it, I mean, it, it wasn't until, him like they were just like taking a rest, but he's like literally about to bury him. It wasn't until this moment that I realized how closely I associate Kevin Costner and my own father. Oh. Because I felt like just, just that, yeah. that emotion of just like, we're well, like we're I'm gonna take care of you even though you're gone. We're yeah. gonna take care of you and I'm like I'm gonna I don't want to accept that you're dead yet, but I'm gonna practically yeah. do this, but I'm gonna have this moment. But like it was all very sweet. Um Well, Erica, I think a couple episodes in, Erica like literally texted her dad. She was like, I need to go visit my dad. Oh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> So yeah, it makes you feel all the dad feelings, which is funny because he's actually a terrible dad. He's a like, piece of shit. No, he is. But like that, but, that, I mean, everything has layers. Well, it does. But that sequence gives him. I see that there is a human being there. Yeah, I you see it, and like you know what that's well, like, and you like you know your parent would do the same thing. It, it, it creates a connection that wasn't there before. Well, also, the more you see those moments, and they do come out yeah. more than just that time, sure, sure, you realize that he is, he started out protecting the land for his kids that he loves so much. But because, you know, wealth and power will do things uh-huh. to you, he, you know, lost sight of things. Like, his kids don't even care about their ranch. And, oh, they could give a shit. I mean, yeah. he, he says, you know, multiple times, I think, like, I don't even know what I'm fighting so hard for. That's the weird thing that that's so clear that I think early on, it just has an overarching theme of the series is that like they're fighting because they fight. Mm-hmm. They're defending because they defend. That's all they know. That's all well, they know. It's the only thing the family knows how to do. That's, they don't know how to love each other. They no. don't know how to interact with each other always in any way other. other than yeah. business. Exactly. Like, they know business and that's it. Right. And that's so, it's so clear in just the way they are. It's like they do these things because it's like the way, it's like breathing is taking care of this ranch and this family, even though they didn't choose any of this. But Um, on the other hand, I think that the series does a really good job of exploring family because of um, how closely you follow Casey and his family. So Casey is the one with the Native American wife. Yes. And they have a kid. And Casey is the son who, you know, decided he didn't want really any part of it. Right. So he decides to live on the reservation with his wife and his kid. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, honestly, it's one of my favorite moments in the pilot is how symbolic Casey breaking that cult is. Or oh, cult, yeah, 100%. The, the stallion. Yeah. So, I mean, Casey, my cat's acting up again. Pim does that. Um, so when he finds this wild horse, the <laughs> especially after you know the story him bringing that <laughs> horse this wild horse onto the reservation mm-hmm. to break it and make it tame like i mean one that's casey like right. casey was right you know, that horse and it, the reservation was his safe space to like you know make him human because yeah. he did not feel human 
at his own house mm-hmm. um but on the other hand when you they say that line like about I, I reckon he feels like i just took his freedom away yeah i'm like oh uh-huh. well, that's that's powerful considering you know you took him and put him on a reservation and now you're breaking him right well it's so interesting too and, and again you've seen much further than i have is that casey i was trying to figure out what like the series kind of arc of this was going to be I didn't expect a brother to die in the first episode. Like I didn't really expect that. So I didn't know that was coming. But once Casey sees his brother die and kills his brother-in-law uh, to, to, out of revenge, I realized, oh, the long game of this is going to be the breaking of Casey over time. This, yeah. this, guy, this, this guy who didn't want to have anything to do with his ranch, nothing to do mm-hmm. with his father, will go under his father's wing because the brother that died was the one that was set up to be the next person who ran the ranch. Like he was the guy. He was the he was the son, the oldest. He was set up for it. Casey absolutely was not. And it's very clear that like Casey and his father are going to grow close and Casey's going to go yeah. going to go down a road he never intended. Well, I mean he he tried really hard to get away, but that's his moment of like, okay, well, you can't, you can't run from your family. Yeah, he, he chose. Well, he, he, I mean, here's the thing. What's, what's funny. I mean, like, it's one of two things. There was, there's an elder in the tribe, I think the same gentleman that talked to John Dutton earlier about, about uh, Thomas Rainwater, who tells Casey that, like, take care of my, like, take care of my grandchildren, but you are not one of us. You can't be one yeah. of us because you're, a white man um well that's too what's so heartbreaking you you relate to casey in that you know yeah like you don't want to be a part of this you know right horrible white culture mm-hmm. um and you don't want you recognize those flaws so like you try your best to fit in and help right but i mean at the end of the day like them saying that to him it was just kind of like Ugh. Yep. I mean, which is kind of, which is kind of, which is kind of horrifying. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough position. The idea, just, just the general concept, and not even just for personal family stuff, just as a culture, just the idea that like you cannot run your past, you can't, you you can't fall into the old habits Mm -hmm. as a as a culture of people because if you do, you're gonna end up making the exact same mistakes. Because I don't. What's funny is that like I don't believe all those things these people are saying about like people being inherently bad or like or that mm-hmm. you have to follow your tribe like you you can't back yeah. like to me that I I don't believe that stuff but I think that's the fatal flaw of at least the Duttons and the reservation uh, leadership mm-hmm. is that like I mean the reservation leadership for a good damn reason um, not thinking that people are good but this pervasive idea that like we as people are connected through birth or through skin color or through situation in life or wealth or class. And you can't escape that even if you want to, Um, which is a very cynical way to see the world. And this is a very cynical story with a lot of, it's the the stories and cynical, the people in it are cynical. Uh, I think all of them are just like very coarse. Well, I think it gives the Native Americans some, a little bit of uh, power back. Yeah. To oh, say, oh, 100%. Absolutely. Well, I mean, you think like this white savior, like, oh, you, you know, married into the family, you're going to come, like, yeah. you're going to bring your wealth and power to help us. And then you get there and like this old man's like, 
you don't belong here. <laughs> like, we don't want you. Thanks like, obviously, effort, like, we love but... you and thanks for the grandson, but right. like, go home. <laughs> I mean, it gives them some power back. You Absolutely. Know, to be like, okay, yeah. I see you, I hear you, but no thank you. What I loved, um, there's this, we're, we're basically introduced to Thomas Rainwater, who's the new chief, and we meet him meeting a senator in his office which overlooks a casino and he has this wonderful speech where he basically says that like the white men took our land and our in our property and everything from us but they come to these casinos and just give us money yeah we don't even have like like, we don't even have to give them probably just they just give it to us and we're gonna buy back all of our land yeah with their own money back and it's just so it's so like yes in theory they're the, the 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 reservation at least at this point has been doing bad things quote-unquote bad things and the Duttons have done bad things as well like everybody's doing bad things bad on all sides but that definitely puts me on the side of thomas rainwater where i'm just like good point thomas rainwater please take all these people's land <laughs> yeah, for real. please just start snatching it get it all uh you deserve it a lot better than they do but I mean, like John Dutton, like once you become obsessed with something, you start losing sight of what matters. Objectivity. And he himself, you know, kind of loses the way a little bit. I believe it. Um, so, I mean, that's another thing that I like so much about this show is like anything's possible. Yeah, it seems like everybody just kind of like follows their worser angels at some point or another, yeah. which is unfortunate. Can we talk about how both the governor and the senator are women? And look very similar. Yeah. Um, also, did we need the part where the governor straight up wants to fuck John Dutton? Oh, yeah, you do, because that keeps happening. That keeps happening. Keep, oh, God. Oh, yeah. Okay, no, okay, okay, I mean, okay, it's okay. just... Do we need a thing. governor who's a woman to be fucking the biggest landowner in her state? No, that's a very male that's, take on a female governor. Thank you. Okay, that's what that was my first thought when I saw that weird arm touch she gives Kevin Costner. I was like, oh. I mean, it gives it gives the story uh, some more complexity, I guess. Sure. You can do a lot more with the plot when sex you have makes that. everything complicated. Yes. Exactly. So I mean, it's very like soap opery have- in that way. But I like that they have a backstory. Like, it's not just that she's... Okay, well, that's good, at least. They have a backstory. Like, he... And you find out later that he appointed her. So it goes back to, like, men in power like that... Yeah. ...end up having way too much power. Because she goes... She tells him, like, the days of appointing politicians are over, John. And he said, I think I appointed you and you. Oh, shit. So, yeah. So, I mean, they go back a ways. Um, Interesting. but yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, it was weird. I noticed that. I was like, um, where did that come from? Another line that I like a lot is um, if someone had all of the money in the world, this is what they would buy. Yeah, that's a good line. It's a very mm-hmm. good line. And the fact that it's 30 miles in the most pristine land in America, talking about the subdivision. Oh, yeah, exactly. Right. Like, um, everybody, like everybody involved with this stupid real estate venture, I'm just like, I hate you more than I hate John Dutton. And I don't like John Dutton, but you guys are, he at least does the work. Exactly. I mean, they, they make it a point to keep talking about all the transplanters. Right. You know, like all the gentrification that's happening, all the people 
Well, and outside of the ice cream shop with K- uh, Casey yeah, and Tate, yeah. um, where he's trying to explain to Tate what a transplant is. And he's like, as people that come to a new place, they move to a new place just to make it exactly like the place they left. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and the- Tate's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I don't make a lick of sense, Dad. Not a bit. Yeah. So, I mean, as someone who lives in Atlanta, that make that really hits home. <laughs> as someone who lives in New Orleans, that also hits yeah. home. Yeah. No, so, that makes a lot of sense. I totally, I, I mean, stuff like that makes you side with the Duttons a little bit because you're like, yeah, like, uh, it, as an Atlanta person who is tired of people coming here and like, you know, changing everything, mm-hmm. making all of my favorite places go out of business, you know. Right. Anyway, it makes you side with people that you wouldn't think you would. It makes you want to get your cattle from your neighbor's apartment. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I get it. It happens all the time. Um, but I will say my favorite Beth scene, other than the first office one, which is good, but my favorite is the one where she's talking to Ted in the bar. With, oh, yeah, this is the scene that I, yeah the, yeah, the dressing down. Yeah, I like that scene because what... What made me like that scene is not the fact that she does that to him because that's very predictable and it, it is. is exactly like what you said. But she has one small line in there that had me crying laughing. I think I know what the line is, but I wanted I wanted to see if I'm right. Well, she goes he goes through that whole thing and he goes, Am I close? <laughs> and she goes, uh, I'm trying to get it perfectly correct she goes do you feel close Ted (laughs) (laughs) instead of like no and then she gives it to him on a platter she's just like do you feel do you feel close right now is this this that right there made me fall in love with her not the office scene Mm -hmm. not her handing him his balls on a platter it was literally just her being like do you feel close Ted my what I thought you were gonna say was honestly was the last line in that exchange where she just where Ted goes, "What's wrong with me?" Beth goes, you "Look like a real soft fuck, Ted." Yeah. <laughs> a real soft fuck, Ted. Like, no, I mean that's a really good one. Good. But I love the. Do you feel close, Ted? I think it's because close? like as a woman, I relate to that moment, yes. and it she perfectly expresses the. It, exasperation yes absolutely like you're not like yeah you're annoyed yeah you don't want to be there but, but like halfway through a man's monologue when he first walks up to you yeah halfway through you're just like can we stop right which which i will right, say so which, I yeah, love it. yeah no trust me i've been on the receiving end of that before and it's not <laughs> it's not great uh <laughs> not, not of this specifically, but like, yeah, it always had like the, I'm going to work on my courage. I'm going to go talk to her. She's going to like me a lot. And I go there like, hey, and she immediately turns and just like, no. And then I just walk away. I am very certain that your approach would be different than Ted's approach. Yes. No, I would definitely not be hitting on a woman with two children and a wife at home, obviously. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, But. Okay, also, I wouldn't pull a Ted. I don't know if I would have had the courage to pull a Ted. Like, even if Ted was single and Ted was me, and I was just like, all right, she's... It's not the fact that he approached her. It's the fact that he went up to her with that, like, let me guess, and, like, tells her all about herself. It's like, how demeaning can you get? But that's the crazy thing about, like, Like, when... Was that supposed to be attractive? But that's the thing about, like, the way that... Here's the thing. The way that men tell each other how to talk to women is 
stupid because that's the kind of shit where like you think you, you think you have like an elevator pitch for a woman <laughs> to be like all right here's my fu- here's my two sentences of why you should sleep with me go and you just have to pique the interest for just like a hot second it's like you're pitching a fucking television show and you have to just like keep those executives focused in for like three seconds longer that's what men tell other men about talking to women and i think what men forget is like if a woman is interested she'll know within the first like 10 seconds but also i don't think there's ever ever been a woman on this earth that's ever like received a like questionnaire upon not even meeting somebody somebody walking up to them and being like i like the cut of your jib sir nobody has ever done that once like meeting like buying people drinks right like a hey you cool we're cool great no as opposed to just like but that's the problem is that men tell over the men you have to have like a spiel figured out you need to ask enough women like so you have a spiel figured out and it's like it's a whole thing and And then you look douchey you look incredible you look you look douchey or awkward or embarrassing all the above just a hey how are you what's up there's a hi you doing there yeah, no, totally. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> I'm, thank God I'm engaged because I yeah. do not miss, I do not miss trying to talk to women that I didn't know. Um, that nothing gives me more inherent anxiety than just the memory of trying to like talk to a woman I didn't know that I thought was attractive that like would not pay attention to me. I just did the lesbian thing of eye contact and then we never speak about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much how it goes. That's it, just something like across the room, just being like, Err, oh yeah, like, and, and never speaking about it. What are you talking about? No, that's actually like kind of a common theme, especially. I mean, unless you're like one of those like really confident gays. I mean, there are like lots of jokes on the internet where it's like with gays, it's just like the eye contact is enough, and then it's like, <laughs> no, but really though, we're both too shy to ever talk to each other. <laughs> interesting fascinating oh yeah i would say does does the pilot end on the funeral i tried to rewatch there is no funeral the pilot ends on john dutton sitting in the grass with his son in his arms watching a bird peck at the ground which i assume is where he's gonna bury the bird bury the kid kid his son who's like 38 years old and then casey gets home and hugs his wife and that's where we end. That's where we end the um, pilot proper. Okay. Whoops. Okay. Well, they have a funeral, and it. it's a pretty good scene. Where? When? Well, no, I don't. It might be the second episode, right? No, there's a the funeral for Casey because they, they burn. Not Casey. I mean, not Casey. Um, they burn uh, him because of, of of evidence of. They don't have a funeral. There was a whole scene of them in black. No, didn't happen. Whoa, really? No. What's also interesting is I'm reading here is like, because I, I, I wasn't able to read the script. There is a whole, there, there's a funeral in the script. There's not a funeral in that pilot. Um, there's not a funeral. In the there. trailer, there oh, is. Oh, yeah, because it's in the script. Like, it's the last few scenes in the script is the funeral. Oh, um, they must have cut it because it's actually a really good scene, but I'm just remembering it from the trailer then. Wow. Fascinating. But she says, "Tell me who to just tell me who to fight," and he says, "Everyone." Yeah, that's in the trailer. Yeah, unless somebody else dies, I guess. I like. I mean, unless it's season three, which is possible. But I, I assumed it was the son. 
Yeah, I don't know. Because it's, yeah, no, that is, I was surprised that they ended it there. I was kind of happy they ended it there. But yeah, we never get a, um, we never get an actual funeral. That's totally one of him. those moments. I forget what you call it, that phenomenon where like you remember life as a certain way, but this right? whole time. It's oh, it's like the Mandela that. effect. Yeah. Okay. Well, I totally had that happen. <laughs> Yeah, like so, I was convinced. I've read on that Twitter that, that you're that there's a whole subreddit just about people that specifically remembered the funeral scene from the pilot of Yellowstone, and the other <laughs> people who didn't remember the funeral scene from the pilot of Yellowstone, and they are currently in a Twitter feud. It's really, it's intense. Well, that is me right now. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, no, like I look, I'm I'm on board with the show. Like I really. I'm going to check it out at least for a season. I'm going to see what it's like because I like, I like the complexity of it. I like that there's a kind of higher philosophical concept being explored here without mm-hmm. any character really being a hero, um, which I like. Yeah, uh, there are no heroes here. No, I mean, it's such a sprawling um, ensemble that's so difficult to hold, to hold together. Um, okay, I got to ask, does... um. What's his name? Wes Bentley? Bentley? What's what's his name? The 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 lawyer son. Oh yeah. Uh, who's who's the actor name I'm blanking on? Uh, I don't know. Wes Bentley. Either. I thought it was Wes Bentley. Okay, is he is he actually gay? <laughs> no, actually. I mean, okay. unless it happens later, but no. There's a Beth line in in the second episode. Where, <laughs> it's a really funny line where she where he walks in on her sleep like like in bed, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I need to ask you some advice," and she says, "Yes, I know you're gay." No dad won't. <laughs> no dad won't love you if you tell him. <laughs> He's like, that's not what I was going to Oh ask. yeah, that's another good. Best <laughs> which I which I kind of assumed was just like, oh, I guess I guess he's gay. That's cool. Um, no, he's not. Damn. All right. Well, that's that's. that's I, we we both assumed that as well, but no, that was just an insult from Beth. Damn it! What are you gonna do? You gave um, the show up. Yeah. Also, one last note. Uh, is, this a, is this another stack of note cards you're going to hand to Taylor Sheridan like you handed those stack of note cards about E.T. to uh, Steven Spielberg? Yes. Okay, good. And this will be the very top one. Okay. Monica is freaking Chinese, not Native American. No, she is not. She's Chinese. Shut the fuck up. She is not. Wait, wait, wait. I mean, hold she's the... not from China, but her parents are from China. No. <laughs> no. Guys. Oh, and she no. was in Teen Wolf as a Native American as well. Oh no! I mean, she's freaking gorgeous. She's gorgeous. I, yeah, no, she's great. Um, oh, she's also oh, she's also in Wind River. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Fascinating. Like, I mean, she, they totally pulled like old Hollywood of like, yeah, you work. <laughs> Damn. Let's oh. just put some paint on your face. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That is fascinating. Um, I'm really happy that like I got into the story before I found that out. Like, I think <laughs> I was in like season two before I realized that. I mean, I still like her character. Like she's great, but like, damn. I, I, I would. I'm mad at the show for casting. As you Chinese should be. As you should be for a Native American. Interesting. And I'm also mad at myself that I couldn't tell. <sighs> yeah. I mean, she's very. I don't, I I'm mean, on the border, I guess, but I don't know why. I mean, look, Matt. Historically, white folks are not good at telling the differences to no, people no of color. Not. So that's that's just speaking of generational problems um, and <laughs> issues with being American. This is one of those. Um, so yeah, um, 
Toy Trader Chuan. Monica is Chinese. God, oh God, you just broke my brain. It's like, <laughs> you just broke my brain like how Kristen broke my brain when she told me that Trader Joe's food is just food made by other companies and put in a new wrapper. Yeah. Did you think they had their own factory for every single grocery item? I, tr- I call them Traitor Joe's now. <laughs> I was betrayed. By Trader Joe's. Did you know that their boxed wine is Francia? What? Their wine is Francia. That's stupid. Yeah. That's why it's cheap. Trader Joe's. Well, it's so cheap though. It's like I can only be so ma- I can only be so mad at Trader Joe's. Like I like, you well, know. Well, they used to be the second like the secondhand grapes from all of the best wineries and stuff. Right. But I think they stopped doing that because Jill, who's been working at Trader Joe's forever, she said that it's just basically Franzia. Fascinating. Or Franzia owns it and they do that. But yeah, it's Franzia. People not being the things they say they are. This is, this is a common, <laughs> this is a problem. Much like this show. That we were addressing. Um, yeah, no, that's been an interesting thing. Uh, I've been watching... Kristen's been watching uh, The Last Airbender and then uh, The Adventures of Korra. Um, I don't know if you've ever watched either of those. Um, off and on as a kid, but I never really got into it. Airbender's kind of cool, but I love The Legend of Korra. The Legend of Korra is actually a very adult show. Um, I need to watch it because I never got into it very good. Kid. No, it's very – you could just jump right into Korra because, I mean, if you know basically how Airbender ends, you can roll right into it. It's a, it's very adult. It's modern. It's, it's very well written. Um, but there is a – issue with who you cast as these very asian looking characters in mm-hmm. your fantasy show and it's a lot of white people uh like you do um well isn't cora supposed to be either well it's i don't think i mean cora's a what in, she's inuit isn't she she's in the from the water tribe but i don't think but i think the woman which i guess kind of inuit adjacent i guess um but I mean, like, I mean, like, uh, to for example, like, Ang's kid is played by J.K. Simmons. Like, it's it's like it's a bunch of white folks that are like from vaguely oh. Asian backgrounds. Um, oh, I'm thinking of something else. I might be thinking. Yeah, because Cora is played by Janet Varney, oh. who is aggressively Caucasian from her picture. Like, she's great. Uh, Don't get me wrong. I love it, but. I'm thinking of the Legend of No, The Last Airbender. Oh, you mean the movie? The the, the girl with oh, the Oh, 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 it's Katara, is that her name? I think her name's Katara. Katara. Yeah, she, yeah, but, yeah, but Cora's from she's the Cora's from the same tribe. Well, see, tribe. I was I my knowledge is coming from TikTok, but all of the <laughs> I went down this like rabbit hole of like uh-huh. the indigenous people stay tag and uh-huh. it was all of these native Americans like uh, women, especially the, the Inuit yeah. tribe and they had their hair like that and they were like, I don't like you should like cast me as yeah, no shit. because that's, you know, that's actually your culture. Yeah. No, makes sense. I know nothing about that show so or that movie. So. I wasn't sure. It's a great show. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, it's very much a thing in animation where it's just like, oh, person of color or other other culture. Yeah. White person. Yeah, great. white person thinks there's something. Right. Or, yeah. Yeah, no, that was weird. Yeah. But, um, you know, speaking of white people, I really do like Yellowstone. I was surprised how much I liked it. Um, I, I assumed it would be more 
pro Bundy clan ish, like more like pro John Dutton than it is. Um, oh. While John Dutton thinks he's, he's the hero of his story, I do not think the show is saying he's the hero of his, of his story. Um, we're not really meant to think of him as a good person, which is nice. I appreciate that. Uh, mm-hmm. As just as just a general tone of the show, it it shows that the creators are frankly more nuanced and more intelligent than the stupid version of that movie, which would have just or show which would have just been basically basically bonanza. Uh, basically, just but like we're defending the Ponderosa. <laughs> but on the other hand at least by the end of season two you're so into the characters themselves and they have grown so much Mm -hmm. that by the end of their character arcs you are rooting for them as individuals okay that's necessarily like keeping their land but like you know you're rooting for them as a person okay well that's cool all right well i'm i'm into it i'm interested because i mean every character is there's a lot to draw on everybody's interesting. There's a lot of conflict and I feel like there's going to be a lot of cross pollination of interest yeah. at some point. Um, fascinating. Um, but you absolutely get to spend a very good amount of time with each kid and each character. Which is what I was just kind of, I'm kind of glad they lost a brother in the first episode. Cause I was like, there's a lot of kids here. Yeah. To strut to get a lot of characters in that pilot. And I was like, they all right, well cut that out writing wise by combining some of the stories oh interesting okay that's good i i don't know why i've never thought about this before but as like a a tool to kind of like get you to know two characters faster to like have like a shared thing yeah like they've got activity they have to do together like or something like an activity or like um a past thing that happened right Some, some kind of trauma connects them in some way yeah yeah, something like that. So, right. or like these two are like always hating each other. So you get to learn about them together instead of having yeah. to like go back and forth. Because Casey is very like separated from the family. So right. you get to learn about Beth and the lawyer brother pretty closely. Yeah, that's just one thing I wish the pilot had. Is I wish it brought the family together sooner. Yeah. Um, they're too disparate for me. Uh, for the majority, like Beth doesn't even like really have anything to do with her brothers in the pilot. Like, I just wish, yeah. I wish they, I mean, again, the funeral probably would have, would have had given that, you know, that purpose, but yeah, it doesn't exist. It's so odd. Um, not going to complain though. More surely we're, uh, I think the, it comes from the writers knowing their stuff so well that they don't yeah. think of that. No, it makes sense. I mean, like it's, it doesn't, it doesn't not work. Like what they have is really working and I'm, I'm, we're interconnecting characters as we move on into like episode two. Uh, and it's a very good pilot. Um, it's well, I mean, really it's one of those like just kind of well-structured kind of well integrated pilots. So I ha- recommend it highly. Uh, I want to thank you again for giving me another TV show that I can watch a lot of your, your streak is doing pretty good. You're only, you're, I think you're, I want to say you're three for four on introducing. No, well, I'd say four for five because I like Shameless, but I didn't continue watching Shameless. But it's a commitment. <laughs> but I loved obviously Fleabag. I love Pen Fifteen. I like Shameless and I like Yellowstone. The One Hundred we can talk about later. But <laughs> so yeah, no. As usual, your recommendations are top tier, Madison. I commend you, you, especially these unconventional like old person shows. Um, like, I mean, I told you my one of my favorite shows is Cheers. I don't know why you think I hate. Mads, I support this, but but if you come to me next week and say you want to talk about young Sheldon, we're going to have a conversation. 
Okay, my taste is not that bad. <laughs> if you want to be my like, my taste is questionable, but not that bad. If you want to be like, I have the best episode of NCIS New Orleans. We have to talk about it. <laughs> no. Oh man, just, 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 it's just, it's just, it's Magnum PI. It's MacGyver. I mean, it's- but if you want to talk about Charmed, I could, I can do that. Mads, I would love to talk about Charmed. I would love to talk about. Uh, I mean, look, if you ever want to pick an episode of Cheers. Let's talk about oh, some sitcoms. Gonna, honestly, that was going to be my pick, and then you said Yellowstone. I was like, yeah, let's go, like, go ahead and do it. <laughs> well, I figured that like hitting Yellowstone right at your peak like Yellowstone mania yeah. would probably be ideal, um, yeah. and it kind of worked well, out. I was going to change my mind and make it Yellowstone, but before I watched Yellowstone, it was going to be Cheers. We should definitely talk about Cheers, because I've got, you know, we can... Yeah, I've got some sitcoms, sitcom episodes that I would love to revisit and talk about, because you know me, I love MASH. And I would love to dig into some mash. Um, but we can, that is for another day. Uh, but yeah, for the record, if you want to watch Yellowstone, um, it's only on Peacock from what I can tell, um, which I had to get to watch it, which in fairness, Peacock's really kind of pretty good, surprisingly. So um, you can also, but you can watch it for free. You can watch the pilot for free on Peacock. If you just go in and like sign up for like a sign in and everything, you don't have to pay to watch the pilot, but you have to pay to watch everything else. So it's fine. And there's ads, but like, it's not that bad. So uh it's worth it it seems worth it i mean honestly look look Peacock- at least just to binge watch it like season three is probably going to come out on it soon probably, so like once yeah. that comes out just like do it and binge mm-hmm. watch it yeah they've got that but like i'm also they've got a lot of hitchcock movies on peacock so i'm very really i haven't that. explored it yet we've pretty much only watched that they've got they've got a bunch of hitchcock they got a bunch of universal monster movies like they got they well, got they're a- about to have the office oh shit well that's something i'm not gonna watch well so, well, The Office, Parks and Rec, all of NBC stuff like that. Oh, Parks and Rec's going to move over there? Okay, well, Parks oh, and Rec's well, different. Well, you know how they've been threatening to take it off and they say, it's coming, it's coming. Well, it's because it's moving to Peacock. Which makes all the sense in the world because, I mean, that's, cable. this is what the model's starting to be. They're just going to own their yeah. own shit and put it out there. So, yeah, it's weird. Um, but, no, absolutely check out Yellowstone. Um, it's super cool. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see how i continue to like it so we'll kind of see how it goes please do we need we need more people who watch this to like talk about the craziness that's happening we got to make this a film uh, like a tv slash film twitter thing we have to we have to gain the ranks of yellow stoners which is what i'm going to call us from now on. i didn't realize how many people in my personal life actually watch it though i think my dad watches it or at least he's mentioned to me before like my mom watches this but um whenever i posted that like screen grab or whatever of yeah. death on my instagram i had like four people reply like this show's so good i love this show or like what is this i need to watch it it's every time something comes finally it's not when something airs it's always when something gets on streaming for like three years that then everybody's just like oh yeah. this is amazing where's this been which you know yeah plenty of shows like that like ugh, hannibal that i need to do um I'm just upset that this has been out since 2018 and I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, but then you wouldn't get the exquisite thing of like binging it all. It's like Breaking Bad. I didn't find out about Breaking Bad until three seasons in. That's a lot. No, four <laughs> seasons in. I binge watched four seasons of Breaking Bad and only watched season five live. Wow. Yeah, it's a thing. Um, yeah, it's a problem. Um, and Better Call Saul hasn't put out its fourth season yet on Netflix, which is upsetting to me. I need to watch both of those. I'm gonna, uh, Mads. I'm gonna. I'm telling. Okay, fine. I've already decided. My next pick will be the pilot of Better Call Saul. Just so you have an excuse to watch the pilot of Better Call Saul. 
I've already seen it. Okay, fine. There we go. Well, then I'll pick something else. I mean, we could still do it, but I had to watch <laughs> it for class. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it was one of Macy X classes. Ah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Um, but yeah, no, it's good stuff. Um, more, more pilots. Cause pilots are fun. Pilots are their own little self-contained thing. They're always a good time. All right, Mads, let's wrap this up. And for Page Break This Week, I'm Jeremy. And I'm Madison. And you don't know this. That's all I got. You look like a real soft fuck, Ted. All you city boys do.